Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. I want to speak uh, on a message called Walk in the Light. Walk in the Light. And it's wonderful that, you know, last week with Vision Sunday, we started at the very beginning of the Bible, didn't we? And I'm going to do the same thing. And actually, before last week, this was already prepared. So I love how God works. And um, so we're going to read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1, the four, first four verses. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So I just want to lay a foundation about what we're going to look at this year, and then we will look at ways in which we can walk in the light. Now, I've been a Christian for 49 years, and it took me a very long time for this thought that I'm going to give you now to drop from the words in the Bible through into my heart and into my spirit. And it, it's, it, it may be you much more clever than me, but I never saw it like this. And it is just the most amazing thing to me. Did you notice that God said, let there be light before he actually created the sun, the moon, and the stars? That only came much later. That came, he said, let there be you know, stars in the sky, and let there be the sun, and let there be the moon. But he actually said, let there be light. Where did that light come from? So my first thought tonight is, God is light. And that is nothing new to any one of us. That's nothing new to any one of us. But do you understand how powerful this is, that before there were, there were natural things hanging in the sky, in the expanse, the sun, the moon, and the stars, God himself was light. He's light himself, amen. He's not a light or, or some kind of light. He is the only light that there is, amen. And yeah, it was only on day four that he created the sun. We see that from verses 14 to 19. And he, as light itself, the source of light, he had only to speak those words, and there was light. Isn't that beautiful? Second thought, Jesus is the light. John 8 verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Well, I'll come back to this verse because it says Jesus spoke to the people once more, and I'll explain to you why Jesus spoke to the people once more. But Jesus is the light of the world, and then he turns to us who serve him, those who have been born again, those who have repented of their ways, those who have come into the light out of darkness, and what does he say to us? You are the light. God is the light. Jesus is the light. We are the light. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Ephesians 5, 8 to 14, for you were once darkness, you were once there, 
You were once a different person. You were once a lost person. You were a lost soul. You were in darkness. That's what you once were. Amen? But now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases the Lord. Amen? People often speak to Pastor Andre and I in the foyer. We absolutely love it, especially now that we can afford to do it. You know, when it was COVID, it was very difficult. And questions are asked, you know. And my answer to a lot of questions is this. Find out what pleases the Lord. Then you know. Amen. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I'm sure we, in my day, I'm going to be 70 this year. Many moons ago, speaking of the moon, you learned at school even now, not too long ago, that the moon does not have light of its own. The moon gets its light from the sun. We are exactly like the moon. We do not have any light of our own. You know, people say things like, oh, you know, when she walks into the room, she lights up the room. Well, that's, that's cute. That's nice. Maybe, maybe she does, but the real light that we're speaking about here tonight only comes from the Son of God. Amen? It is Him that we were singing about who lights up our lives. All right. Number four, God's Word is light. And can I have that Bible that I was asking about? Do you know what I was talking about? Oh, there it is. Okay. Thank you so much. So what I have here is not actually a Bible, but it might as well be. I think, can we just dim the lights for a moment? Sort of very spontaneously. Thank you. God is light. Jesus is the light. We are the light. The Word of God is light. Amen? The Bible is our best tool to see where we're going. It's like a GPS. You know, you know what it feels like when, oh my gosh, I've got to get to this wedding. I know what I'm talking about right now. And you like, you took a wrong turn off and you get onto the GPS, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, you know. And, and it's a bit like that with the word too. The way that we walk, we have to make a U-turn and follow the light on the path that we are going. Isn't this just a beautiful thing? And this is what the word really is like. It is a light to our path. And I will read that for you in Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Light shows us the truth, doesn't it? I mean, if you think about like a surgeon, uh, they have to have those theater lights. They have to open patients up. Sorry for the gory illustration. Um, and they have to use that light to find out what is actually wrong. Amen? And that is how important light is. It shows us the truth. Oh, there it is. 
they swallowed a straw <laughs> or a spoon. There it is. We can take it out. And to walk in the light is to bring my life into alignment with the Word of God. Amen? The Word becomes my life. Jesus is the Word. And God and His Word are one. That's why people also sometimes come to church and they want to argue about what, no, it doesn't really, you know, the Bible's a little bit outdated. It doesn't really mean, uh uh-uh, sorry. He's the Ancient of Days. And you can call me the Ancient of Days if you like, but I ain't going to step off the path. Amen? There will be nothing that I do that is in conflict with the Word of God. And if I do, I will repent and I will say, God, I'm sorry. Sorry that I was so foolish. Sorry that I just let myself go there. Please forgive me. And you know, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us when we make mistakes. Now, now that we know what the light is, isn't that exciting? It's important that's the word of God. We have to look at what the word of God says. We're going to look at what it means to walk in the light. And the first thought that I have is to walk in the light means very profound tonight. We stop walking in the dark. (laughs) You either are walking in the light or you're walking in the dark. So you want to walk in the light? Then come out of the dark. Amen? Darkness represents everything that is antichrist. We're living in a very antichrist world today. As I said, I've known God for a very long time. I got saved in revival in Cape Town, Pastor Andre and I. And we've seen the different trends, but man, the world is going down very, very fast. Very, people are so deceived. People, are so, people demand that we actually twist the scriptures and you know, become like a church that's got the values of the world. It's never going to happen. Not at Rivers Church. Amen? And the light is opposite to darkness. We, we will find out how important the word, pretend this is the word, how important the word of God is, because that's when we learn what it is. It's like a doctor, it's like a surgeon, again, studying their manuals to know how to diagnose what they're seeing in front of them. So we are the same with the Word of God. If we know it, even if we forget it, I mean, I've stopped doing that a lot now. Have you noticed how good I've become? I've become very good in finding the verses. Like, Andre, where does it say that scripture? And you'll say, you're actually quoting it completely wrong, but it's something like this. But we diagnose the situation. Oh, is it okay if I went to this thing or this function and, you know, what, 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 what? No, it's not okay. My diagnostics tells me from the Word of God, which is my light in my lamp, that a Christian shouldn't be found in places like that. So it shouldn't actually be a question you ask. It should be immediately, no, in your soul, in your spirit. Amen. Stick to where you are, Wilma. Um... The light of God is his holiness, his righteousness, his goodness, which is in contrast to darkness, which is evil and which is sin. People want to glorify sin today. Well, first of all, there is no sin. Have you noticed people? Oh, no, 
There is no sin. There's no such thing as sin. Well, then why, why do people come to church if Jesus died for them? That's what it's all about. Jesus paid the price for our sin. He gave his life for our sin. God sent his son, the light of the world. The, the light in heaven sent the light of the world so that we could become light in the world. Amen. Why, if there was no sin, would God go to all that trouble? Amen. We need to think about that. There is a contrast between darkness and light. Amen? Light in, is part of the essence of God. It is completely holy. Amen? So what does it mean to walk in the darkness? 1 John 2 gives us some very clear indications about what it means. It says that he who hates his brother. Let's just start there. Listen, I can do a series. Pastor, I'm sure you can see many, many, many ways in which we can learn how to come out of darkness and walk in the light. But I found this very, very interesting because there's a lot of um, hatred in the world, even among churches and among Christians, and that shouldn't be. Amen? So even if you are hating a brother, you are in darkness or a sister. You know, it's one thing to dislike a person. We can't like everybody, but we actually certainly called upon to love everybody. You know, and, and so there is no excuse for us. And walking in the light means to be, to be a loving person, and walking in the darkness means to be a person of hatred. Because I can't stand that woman. There she comes. And I'm, you know what? I would just, in your face, devil, and take this person head on and love on them so that I can glorify God and show the world my light. That's what it means. Amen. 1 John 2 from verse 9, it says, If anyone claims I'm living in the light but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves another brother or sister is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates another brother or sister is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. You see... We practice forgiveness, and we practice love, Christian love, amen? That's why we need this word to help us to do. The word teaches us, forgive one another, love one another, amen? We can't hold on to bitterness forever. I'm never going to forgive you for this. What you said really broke my heart. You offended me. Get over yourself. I mean, Jesus, how was he treated? You know, just always bear in mind what Jesus, you know, went through for us. Um, so we practice forgiveness. We practice love. We obey. We obey the word. You know, you go and, if someone holds something against you, you who is innocent, but you don't know what you've done, you go to that person. That's why when we have communion, we've got to examine ourselves and say, ooh, you know, I haven't Nearly over there, you know, I always ignore her. Lord, forgive me. Let me go right up to her right now, make right with her, even though she's supposed to be making right with me. I take it upon myself, and I clear the air. Then I can take the communion cup. Then I can take the bread, and then I can do this thing right before the Lord. Otherwise, we have no solutions to the world. Amen? Relationships, by the way, are the problem Every, Pastor Andre has taught us, every problem in the world boils down to relationships. We're either part of the problem or we are part of the solution. Amen. That is why, that is why we 
forgive one another. Remember John chapter 8 that I read to you and Jesus said those words, he spoke to the people and he said, I'm the light of the world. It was the woman caught in adultery and the Pharisees brought her to the Lord, threw her onto the ground and it turns out that, you know, the Pharisees thought she's in darkness, we in the light. And so let's get her crushed in front of everybody her spirit is crushed, she's humiliated, she did wrong, she is in darkness. But you know what? After a few words that Jesus spoke, that you can go and read for yourself in, in verse 12, he said, where are your accusers? And she said, they've gone. And he said, neither do I accuse you. Now we can end there and say, oh cool, it's okay to then, you know, commit adultery and all of that. No, he said, go and sin no more. Like, let that be the last time you do this, girl, because you are going to be walking in darkness. You're not going to be walking in the light if you do this. But he was actually really speaking to the Pharisees when he said, I am the light. You see, because they thought they had been in the light, but they were in just as much darkness because all have fallen short, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. Number two, to, to walk in the light have true fellowship with God and one another. Amen? Fellowship is a very old-fashioned word. I mean, even when I got saved 49 years ago, I thought, what is fellowship? Fellowship. It's men in a ship. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> but it's actually very powerful. It's, um, it's friendship. It's companionship. It's camaraderie. It's communion, it's comradeship, and it's partnership. And that is what God wants for his bride. He wants us in fellowship with one another. Put aside your prejudices, put aside your, you know, tastes and things. If someone invites you for a curry and you're like, oh, I struggle with curry, go. But tell them beforehand, can you just make it a little milder because my stomach can't take it. But you go because it's fellowship. Amen. That's what God wants for us. And we have to have true fellowship with our Father and true fellowship with one another. Jesus came to reconcile us to, to the Father and to one another. Isn't that really what the cross is all about? All right. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. We've read that already. In him there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's how it works. To walk in the light means to know God, to seek his wisdom, to understand his truth and live in the light of his righteousness. Here's a thought. We cannot be friends with God and with the world. I was, Simi was doing my visuals today and I was like, let's find a visual of da 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 da. And I thought, no, no, let's leave it to your imagination. What it means to you if, if I had to say, are you in love with the world or are you in love with God? 
because you can't do both. It's a bit like you can't serve God and money, you know? You can only serve one. So what does that actually mean? To be friends, to be friends with the world is worldliness, basically, as Pastor Andre explained to us, which was a very good way of, of us understanding it, is not necessarily wearing lipstick or maybe a, your dress is a tad shorter than it should be, uh, you went to a hectic movie, you didn't know what it was about, you're worldly. Well, part of that can actually fall in that category, but it's really not that. It's worldliness is the values of and the system of the world. We can't do that. We can't agree with antichrist friends or family, then come to church and throw our arms up in the air, fall down on our knees, cry our eyes out in the presence of God. What's that? The Lord is saying, you're, that's lying. Don't lie to me. You know, you, you go out into the world, you behave just like the world, you think just like the world, you agree with the world. No, no, you must agree with me. That's why my son came for you, to die, to bring you out of, that's what you were. You are now a person who walks in the light. Amen. Here's the truth. We do not live according to the pattern of the world, but according to the pattern of the word. James 4 James 4, am I giving you a lot of scriptures? Yes, I am, because I, I want the word of God to speak. So my opinions and my illustrations are going to make the difference. It's the washing of the water of the word that we need, right? James 4 from verse 1. Where do all the fights and quarrels among you come from? They come from your desires for pleasure, which are constantly fighting within you. You want things, but you cannot have them, so you are ready to kill. You strongly desire things, but you cannot get them, so you quarrel and fight. Do you not have, do, do you not have what you, oh, sorry, you do not have what you want because you do not ask for it. And when you ask, you do not receive it because your motives are bad. You ask for things to use for your own pleasures. Unfaithful people don't you know that to be the world's friend means to be God's enemy? If you want to be the world's friend, you make yourself God's enemy. Let's know the word of God, amen? Don't let friends confuse you. No, it's okay. No, no, I had this one night stand last month as well. No, get behind me in Jesus' name. Are you, what are you? Are you light or are you darkness? Because I want to be light. I want to be like God. I want to be formed and shaped into the image of my Savior. Let's call it for what it is. Let's know the word, amen, and stop playing with sin. Number three, let's be quick to confess our sin. John, 1 John 1 from verse 8, it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in us. His word has to have place in us. Therefore, we must be ready to confess, Lord, was I a bit harsh today? Lord God, 
with my tongue. Lord God, I lost it again on the road. I've been a bit better since I last spoke on this topic on the road. Uh, whatever it is, oh no, I didn't tell the truth. Oh no, you know, someone invited me or my family member. I'm sorry I'm busy. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you're on Netflix enjoying popcorn and be quick to confess, amen? Listen, if you are unsure what sin is, then you definitely need to get into this diagnostic book, amen? And you know, we've been advertising the one-year Bibles. Let me, let me encourage you about the one-year Bible. Did you know the one-year Bible can also be the two-year Bible? And the one-year Bible can also be a three-year Bible, so the Bible that I have, I'm not sure about the, the new one that we now have. Just bear in mind, we've got to take what we get. We can't always get what we want when we order. But the one-year Bible, NLT translation, beautiful, beautiful. This one that we've got now are for women. You, you have like a little graph in the front, and I'll check it out for you as well. But in my one, it tells me the one-year Bible is you read every day, um, both the Old Testament, the New Testament, a psalm, and Proverbs, okay? But you can also do it twice a day. You can start with the morning reading just the Old Testament, and before you go to bed, you can do the New Testament, and then you can do your uh, psalms and your Proverbs. But you can also, if you do it over two years, you just do the Old Testament, and then the following year, the New Testament, right? And then the Psalms and Proverbs. If you do the three here, you can choose ex exactly how you want it. You can focus on new, old Psalms and Proverbs. So there is no excuse for us. At the moment, because of a whole lot of stuff, I am months behind. But I have been so set free. Don't look at the date at the top, okay? And I've been doing this for almost 13 years. So I used to be in condemnation. Now, here's, here's why I'm telling this to you. I don't have to confess this to you. It's not a sin. It's not a weakness. I, I've been in the Word this week and last week for this message. So I don't always get the time. And if I do, I'll just read. I'm in Job at the moment. So I just read the Old Testament, right? So I want to encourage you. So the main thing is be in it. I mean, be in the Word. What is sin? Sin is the opposite to what God told us to do. Sin is just disobedience. Plain like, we've all been kids. We've all had mothers, hopefully, and dads. And we've all had hidings. Maybe not in today's world. Um, or we've been grounded. Or we've, you know, something's been taken away from us until you behave yourself and you apologize. You know, we all know this. So when it comes to God, let's not push the boundaries and say, God, you know my heart. And God says, yes, I know your heart. It's desperately wicked above all things. <laughs> Number four, as we come to a close, love, love the light. Love the light. Many people prefer the darkness because it means nothing will be required of them. Right? John 3, 19 to 21. This is how the judgment works. The light has come into the world to a people love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. Those who do evil things hate the light 
and will not come to the light because they do not want their evil deeds to be shown up. But those who do what is true come to the light in order that the light may show that they did, what they did is in obedience to God. When I love the light, I seek for it to shine into every area of my life. Amen? So that sin can be exposed. And then I know what to do with it. I become a child of the light when I love the light. You know, like a fruit tree, where light shines, there's growth. And if you want to grow while you're loving the light, allow the light to shine in your life, to shine on your path. Amen? And then you will have fruit, and we know what fruit is. We see it in Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22. It's love, joy, kindness, long-suffering, um, and all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then I've got a few thoughts. When I walk in the light, my life becomes free and good. It will come up on the screen. When I walk in the light, my public and private life are the same. When I walk in the light, my conscience is always clear. And when I walk in the light, I have fellowship with God and others. Because if, if I see something could come between us, I choose God's word over my desire to not make it work between us. Right? I choose God's word that says, go make right with your brother before you come to the altar. Right? So that is, when I walk in the light, I have fellowship with God and others. I restore that fellowship. Amen? I want to leave you with this verse, and then we're going to pray. And I want to encourage us all to walk in the light and be the light of Jesus. And I think this verse from Philippians 2, verses 14 to 15, could be pretty much a very favorite verse of ours. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. That's what we want, amen? We want to shine like stars in the universe. We truly are in a crooked and depraved generation, aren't we? People call black, white. People called, call wrong, right. People call darkness, light. It's crazy. And you know what? We've got to keep our heads and we've got to keep our minds on God. We've got to walk in the light. And I pray that tonight you have been encouraged to do just that. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry. 